prayer for the message tonight. I hope this will give you some comfort in the midst of uncertain days. Uh, that's the title of the message, Comfort in the Midst of Uncertain Days. But the Word of God in verse number 1 says, Be merciful unto me, O God, for man would swallow me up. He fighting daily oppresseth me. Mine enemies would daily swallow me up, for they be many that fight against me. O thou most high, what time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. In God I will praise his word, in God I have put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. Every day they rest, with my, they rest my words. All their thoughts are against me for evil. They gather themselves together. They hide themselves. They mark my steps when they wait for my soul. Shall they escape by iniquity? In thine anger cast down the people, O God. Thou tellest my wanderings. Put thou my tears into thy bottle. Are they not in thy book? When I cry unto thee, then shall mine enemies turn back. This I know, for God is for me. In God I will praise His word. In the Lord will I praise His word. In God have I put my trust. I will not be afraid what man can do unto me. Thy vows are upon me. O God, I will render praises unto thee. For thou hast delivered my soul from death. With thou will not thou deliver my feet from falling, that I may walk before God in the light of the living. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, God, in Jesus' name, we thank you for this crowd tonight that's gathered here in the house of God. Lord, we pray, dear Lord Jesus, that you will move about in a special way tonight. God, I pray that you would use these lips of clay to speak to your people, undergird us with spirit and power to where we may relate your word. And I thank you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. You may be seated. Since we don't know what this election is going to bring us, many people fear what might happen to them during this time. But if I understand the Bible correctly, I think we should say, let tomorrow come. I am a child of the living God. Amen. And my God is bigger and my God is greater than anything that may come our way in the future. I don't know about tomorrow, the song says, uh, it may bring me poverty, but the one who feeds the sparrow is the one who stands by me. And the path that is my portion may be through the flame or flood, but his presence goes before me and I'm covered uh, with his blood. Many things about tomorrow I don't seem to understand. But I know who holds tomorrow, and I know who holds my hand. May I say today, the sun is still going to rise in the morning. If Jesus continues to tarry, the sun is going to come up in the morning. And I know without a shadow of a doubt that God's will is going to be done. Now, there are three main reasons why I'm not worried about tomorrow. I'm not worried about tomorrow because of number one tonight the promises uh, that I have tested someone has said our future is as bright 
as the promises of God. Just look at Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 through 34. One of the greatest promises is my favorite scripture, verse 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. All these things will be added unto you. He's talking about your everyday needs. He's talking about your clothing. He's talking about food. He's talking about shelter and water right here. You have God's word that put these things into perspective and promises you if we'll seek God's first then we'll have our needs met on every hand. Now some just read the promises, but we need to feed on the promises of God. We just don't need to be a hearer, we need to be a doer. We just not only need to be a hearer, but we need to put those words uh, into action. We can be settled down in regard to tomorrow by anchoring down today on the promises of uh, the Word of God. As the song says, I'm standing on the promises of God. Tomorrow should not scare or frighten us at all because we have the promises of God. Tony may remember years ago when we first opened this building. You remember what we done in here on this concrete? We wrote down the promises of God all throughout the Lord's house, through the classrooms, the hallway, the foyer, the fellowship hall, the sanctuary up here. We wrote the promises of God. So when you walk into the church tonight, whether you realize it or not, you're literally standing on the Word of God that has been placed under this carpet, that has been placed under that tile because we believe in the precious promises of God. Of the Word of God. As John Bunyan once said, the pathway of life is strewn so thickly with the promises of God that it's impossible to take one step without treading upon one of them. What kind of promises are there? They're precious promises tonight. Their source, it comes from God Himself. They're precious because it is God who has made these promises. And the source of any promise is very important. People may promise you something and let you down, but I've got a God in heaven tonight that'll not let you down. He'll look out for your very good. We let ourselves down. We let our families down. We let others down, but I'm here to declare unto you tonight, God will never let you down. Amen. Thank God the source of these problems we make a, or these promises against these problems. We make a, all these promises and, and sometimes we can't keep them. But my friend God, when he makes them, you can take it to the bank. Corey Ten Boom and her family had a special secret that I read about. It blessed my heart. Kind of reminds me of our story I just told you about the standing on the promises of God. The family members of Corey Ten Boom would ask quietly each other, what do you have in your shoe, Mama? What do you have in your shoe, Daddy? What do you have in your shoe, Betsy? Well, the answer was precious portions of Scripture. They had torn from their Bible and they had placed them inside their shoe to where they could be standing on the Word of God. That's how important the Scripture is. That's how important it is for us uh, uh, to continue to believe uh, uh, in this blessed book. 
uh, there is going to be a new wave of things that probably come down the pipe that you'll not even understand and probably won't have any unction to understand. But my friend, if anything comes down the pipe like we think it is, as contrary to thus saith the Word of God, it is null and void and it is no good tonight. We can't uh, live our lives tonight out of uh, uh, the Sears catalog, as they used to say, or the old TV guide uh, that many people used to get and, and, and purchase at the grocery store. We need to live our lives from the precious Word of God. Amen. The promises of God are precious because they cover every conceivable human need. Uh, the need for time and for eternity is very important. Whatever your need, God has promised that exactly what we need, we can have. Solomon, on one occasion, having ended his prayer, stood and blessed all the congregation of Israel. And in that blessing, he made one declaration which cannot be repeated from age to age with increasing emphasis and joy. Solomon says, There hath not failed one word of all his good promises. He's not failed. This is a continual testimony of God's people. We could probably all stand tonight and say, God's promises uh, never fail. You promise, we may have said these words time and time or two, uh, somewhere down the line, and again, we have broken them. Man is not a good promise keeper, but I can assure you today that God is, and there's no broken promises in the Word of God. He's never broken one, and He never will break one. What, that's what makes Him God. He's perfect when we're flesh. He's going to take care of us, amen. All the personal promises that you see in the Word of God. I find strength in God's personal promises. I find support in God's personal promises. They're pertinent promises. Important. They mean something. They're on time. They're promises for every need that you have. He supplies. Amen. He said He'll save. He sanctifies. He does these things for where you and I continue to can grow in Christ. And believe. listen, God has not fooled. Listen, we don't have to be fooled into anything tonight. God's promises are true. I've tested them through time. During the darkest days of my life. And listen, I know some of you are going through terrible things today. But rest on this promise. God is still alive. God is still real. He'll never fail you. He'll never leave you. He'll always be with you. No matter what comes your way. And I know life gets hard. I know life gets difficult. And I know that the mothers and the, the ladies in the church tend to take it harder than the men of the church do. And that's a natural thing. Women are more emotional. My wife don't hardly ever cry, but when I see her cry, I know she's hurting. I don't like to see her cry. I don't like to see anyone crying. Not because of grief or not because of sorrow. We're going to grieve, we're going to sorrow, and we're going to cry. But you know what? Those tears can be turned into joy. 
And it's hard to see it now. It's hard. But just trust God. Because He's the one that can only make it better. He's the only one we can trust in when we don't have anything else to turn to. And I'll be honest with you today, as your pastor, sometimes I'm lost for words. I don't know what to say to help you. I don't know what to say to encourage you. Some of you have been to places that I haven't been. And it would be terrible for me to stand before Sister Rhonda and say, I know how you feel, because I don't know how she feels. But God does. And God's good. And a lot of times we run these questions through our mind. And it's okay. We can question God. He questioned His Father. He said, Father, why hast thou forsaken me? A lot of times we look for answers. A lot of times we just want to know. But a lot of times we don't understand. And a lot of times we never will. But if we'll just hold on to the nail-scarred hands of Jesus, we'll be able to prove the promises of God, and He'll continue to take care of us. Hey, for those that have been saved, uh, they left in the Lord, uh, they're in heaven tonight. There's one promise right there. We'll get to see them again. <laughs> hey, listen. God does things for a reason, and we have no idea. We have no idea. We don't know why He does the things that He does. The Bible tells us His ways are not our ways. Ours are surely not His. But I know that I have tried and tested God. And He is faithful tonight. Number two. The past that I have traveled. The past that I have traveled. Look at verse number 13 in the Bible. Chapter 56. If you still have your Bible open. If not, I'll read it to you. For thou hast delivered my soul from death. Wilt not thou deliver my feet from falling? That I may walk before God in the light of the living. My testimony tonight is that of the psalmist David. In chapter number 37. The book of Psalms. Verse 25. He says, I've been young and am now old. Yet I've never seen the righteous forsaken or a seed begging bread. In other words, uh, for those that belong to the kingdom of God, for those that are saved and washed in the blood of the Lamb, uh, uh, we're not going to be forsaken by our God. There may be a time when we walk away from Him, but He said, I'm not going to walk away from you. I'm going to be with you for, till the very end. I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to never leave you nor forsake you. That's the Word of God. That is a promise. I'm not going to be forsaken by God. Even though I myself have been in dark places uh, as far as uh, uh, going through trials in life, I, He has been proved over the past that I've traveled. The years that I've grown in God, I've never gone without any food in my belly. I've never gone and said that my God has forsaken me and that God has left me alone and that God does not love me. No, sirree. Have not said it, will not say it because God's been good to this preacher. I have no sad stories to tell you about God's unfaithfulness because He never has been. 
God's proven Himself time and time again in my experiences in life. And God is a faithful. Lamentations chapter 3 verse 22 and 23 says, It is the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because His compassions fail not. Let me say that again. It is of the Lord's mercies that we're not consumed because His compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. We serve a faithful God tonight. It's because of the mercy of God that we're not already consumed by this world that we live in. It's because of His compassion and because of His mercy. 1 Corinthians 1.9 declares that God is faithful. In the past, I've proven him faithful. He's not going to change in the future. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And since God hadn't failed you in your past, do you think for one moment he's going to let you down in your future? No. Again, I question sometimes, why do people go through this? Why do we have to do this? This is not supposed to happen this way. But that's when you have to come believing in faith that we're all in the hands of a mighty God and everything that happens has to come through His approval first. David said, Thou hast delivered. Wilt thou not deliver us again? Do you remember the story of David and Goliath when Saul asked David why he thought that he could slay that giant and David replied with a story about God's faithfulness. He recalled God's faithfulness during his days as a shepherd and that faithfulness gave him courage to believe God would deliver them once again. Matter of fact, David said, The Lord hath delivered me out of the paw of the lion, out of the paw of the bear, He'll deliver me out of the hand of the Philistines. He's going to deliver. Amen. Who knows? We're all praying that the election would go our way. And in some ways it did. In some ways it did. May I say that? We still got control of the Senate. Going to be hard for anybody to do anything again, of course. We'll just sit there and spin our wheels like we have been. Uh, South Carolina turned out pretty good. Amen. And, you know, we, we, we kind of worried about the other one. But you know what? It ain't over till it's over. God may deliver that again. But if God don't, there'll be a reason why. It'll be all part of God's plan. I think we're getting close, my friend. Jesus is coming. David simply concluded from the past to the future on the basis of God's unchanging character and His unchanging hand. He knew God would deliver him in his time of need. He knew that God would, would bring him through to where he could defeat that Philistine. Now listen, David was tired of the Philistines cussing his God. He was tired of that Philistine running roughshod all over the, the people of Israel. He was tired of it and he stood stood forth and he stood strong with the power of God upon him and it didn't take a whole lot for David to kill him I believe he took that one smooth stone of course he had more in his pouch but he didn't need but that one at the time one for the father one for the son one for the Holy Ghost he let it fly and the, and the giant's dead and just to make sure he goes over and cuts his head off 
That's a victory right there. I ain't trying to incite you to violence tonight. If the election don't go your way, let's don't go get everything free at Walmart because they'll put us in jail. Anyway, I'm just saying. I'm just saying y'all know it's true. Some people get away with stuff. I don't know. Anyway, I found out God will not fail me. I found out that God won't forsake me. <laughs> there are no circumstances ever anywhere in which God abandons his children. You can read through the Word of God and you can read specifically tonight through the Old Testament. You'll see where Israel kept going back on God and getting out of the will of God. But God continued to deliver them. All they needed was a leader to lead them in the right direction and show them the error of their ways. They asked God and God delivered. Many a times. I found that God will not forget me. I read this scripture today. And uh, all the pro-choice people ought to know this scripture. Isaiah 49, 15, the Bible says, Can a woman forget her suckling child? That she should not have compassion on the son of her womb? Yea, they may forget. Yet will I not forget thee. What does the pro-choice crowd think about that scripture right there? You need to write that down and look at it. Isaiah 49, 15. Can a woman forget her suckling child that she should not have compassion on the son of her womb? Yea, they may forget. That woman may forget. But God said, yet will I not ever forget. He's mindful of your trials tonight. He's mindful of your tears. You've seen in the scripture tonight where he bottles those tears. One day all those tears are going to be wiped away. Tears are a language that God only understands. Tears are a language that no one knows what's going on inside of you. This hadn't happened to me in a while and you pray that it does sometimes because I get a little worried when it don't but. It will. It happens from time to time. You're just sitting around and all of a sudden you begin to weep. You ever done that? You're just sitting around and God just hits you in a special way. And then you're like, thank you, Lord. And then tears begin to roll. You don't even really know what you're crying about. But God knows. During our Jubilee, I, I, I got down here and prayed with Mike McCoy. Of course, he, 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 listen, he beat COVID and he... He was down here and he was talking to God about some things and he was aggravated with his church and the faithfulness of his people and people are not coming back and, you know, people scared to death. And, and it, it, look, I know, I get it. But I got down there and I prayed with that man and he was groaning. And the Bible speaks of us groaning as we pray. And when we may not have the words to say, when we may not know what to say, God knows what we feel inside, and He understands the groanings of our spirit. It's amazing that He knows that. But He should. He's created us, right? And He knows everything. He's mindful tonight of your trials, your tears, your trouble. God will not forget his own child. There's some bad parents in this world, but God ain't one of them. 
<laughs> Number three, the person that I'm trusting. My faith's not in man tonight. My faith's in God. Dale, God will be there when nobody else is. You remember that tonight, buddy. He's a person beyond comparison. Isaiah 40, 18 asked, To whom then will you liken God? Or what likeness will you compare unto Him? <laughs> He's beyond compare. He is beyond comprehension. In Ephesians 3.20, Paul wrote these words, Now unto Him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. He can do things uh, that people don't think he can do. <laughs> Jeremiah 33, 3, Call unto me, I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. How important is it for us to keep on praying tonight? There's nothing that we can comprehend that he cannot do. He's a God that is greater than than my understanding. He's greater than your understanding. And I'm trusting the one who can. Psalm 62. Verse 8 through 10. Let me just turn there for a moment. Psalm 62. Verses 8, 9, and 10. The Bible says, Trust in Him at all times, ye people. Pour out your heart before Him. God is a refuge for us. Surely men of low degrees are vanity and men of high degree are a lie. To be laid in the balance, they are altogether lighter than vanity. Trust not in oppression and become not vain in robbery. If riches increase, set not your heart upon them. He won't you just set your heart upon God. He's faithful. For God is for me, and if God be for us, who can be against us? It's impossible for any human speech to express the full meaning of the delightful phrase, God is for me. He was for us before the world was made. He was for us, or He would not have given His only begotten Son to come die for us. He was for us when He laid the full weight of His body upon that cross. He has been for us and is for us in our struggles and in our sorrows. And if God be for us, who can be against us? Let tomorrow come. I have God and He's for me. And that's all I need to know. Things may happen in this election. People may tear things up when it's all said and done. People may feel unrest tonight, and rightfully so, I understand. But one thing we got to understand truly tonight is this Jesus is still king, He's still my Lord. I don't expect them to come in and close us down, but anything could happen. 
I assume there'll be a few of you to stand and fight with me. Again, I ain't contemplating violence. I'm just saying. You can't take away the church. You can't take away God. You can't take away our right to come in here and worship. They may do a lot of different things. <laughs> you may have to hide your guns. I don't know. But you know what? I'm really not worried about it. Because again, God's in control. Amen. And he always will be. And I think I'll just go on his word and trust on him to make it through till I get to be with him. Whether it be by the rapture of the church, whether it be tonight or ten years from now. Or whether it be by the way of the grave, could be tonight, could be 20 years from now. I'm going to trust him. Let's stand. Sister, come play us a little song of invitation. I realize we've already prayed, but if you've got something upon your heart and you'd like to come, we don't want to end this service without you having that opportunity to come and pray into your God of heaven. Father God, we do love you. Lord, again, we thank you for Jesus. Him dying on the cross of Calvary. Lord, I pray for these that are gathering back around the altar. God, I pray that you would bless. May we continue to stand on your word. May we continue to stand on godly principle. May we continue to stand for what is right in, the, in a world that has gone mad. Father, I pray tonight in the lovely name of Jesus that you'd help your people. I hope the word has encouraged someone tonight. Lord, I'll thank you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You come if you'd like to join these praying. You have time tonight. God is able. You know, as I look across this congregation tonight, I see people that have victory. I see some of you that have been through very difficult times, but yet you're still standing in the house of God tonight with your head raised up saying, I've got victory. Some of you have seen that victory come to full fruition. Some of you may have not, but you've got a feeling down deep in your soul that victory is coming. Don't you know I love you? I appreciate each and every one of you. Wasn't nothing I wouldn't do for you. You can ask my wife. She's the same way. You just keep hanging on. God's good. And He'll help you. Father God, again, we do love you, Lord. Thank you for this opportunity tonight to be in your house. And Lord, I pray that you would bless us in our separate ways tonight. Reach out and touch each and every one. Keep us safe as we go our separate ways. Help us tonight to do your will. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you. You're at liberty to be dismissed.